It's acquisition season. Now, trade season may have begun last Sunday, but the official start may have been at the G League Showcase where we see these trades happen, where everybody is located in Las Vegas, and you have the opportunity to talk to other general managers and get these deals done. Well, it's happened for the Jazz as they acquire Jordan Clarkson from the Cavaliers in exchange for Dante Exum and two future second-round draft picks. And then you see Rajon Tucker out of the G League Showcase. He's signed by the Jazz after he dropped 34 on the Salt Lake City Stars in the showcase. We'll get into that and get into a little bit of what the Heat game showed us last night here on a special edition of Round Ball Roundup, utahjazz.com. J.P. Chunga giving you the analysis on the acquisitions that the Jazz have gotten. First, when you look at these transactions, it has to start with thanking Dante Axum, a guy who was selected in the 2014 draft, one of the big picks of Dennis Lindsay in this era of jazz basketball. And unfortunately, his minutes didn't match the development arc that he was on. Didn't have an opportunity to flourish here, but he goes to a really good place. I think this is a nice opportunity for Dante. An Australian embedded himself into the locker room, had an opportunity to connect with Joe Ingles, a fellow countryman. And while the jazz got better and better, they didn't have minutes to pour into develop. I'm sure all the Dukies in the Jazz front office love Grayson Allen, appreciated that pick at the time. But as the Jazz got better, they don't have minutes for a rookie playing in a team that can't contribute immediately. Dante Exum, he had his moments of flash. He had potential sighted. That stretch last year before he sprained his ankle against the Pistons, he dropped 20 against the Sixers. He was showing things and getting it in the right direction. It's difficult to come into a league and not have an opportunity during the offseason to add to your game. When you're just in PT, when you're just rehabbing, when you're just trying to get on the court, you're not able to add to your game and you're not able to get to that point where you are on the floor and you can show those skills. You can show flashes. Unfortunately, Dante never got that opportunity here and he had a lot of burden put on him by being a top draft pick he now is a chance to flourish in Cleveland where they have so many opportunities for him on a team that's trying to get to a point where they're in John Beeline's vision Dante Exum has a couple years left on his contract so he'll have an opportunity to show something for the former University of Michigan head coach this could be a good landing spot for Dante Exum and you have to appreciate the service that he gave for this team and what he was able to do Jeff Green, the same thing, appearing in 29 games for this squad. He had a couple of highlights during this season, scoring 19 points off the bench. And the consummate locker room guy, I have to respect just on my end, the professionalism that he would have in shooting us straight, giving us the real answers when the Jazz were low, when they were in the midst of not playing so well. He said they were low. He didn't sugarcoat it for the media. He was honest and a professional through and through. That's a reason why he sticks around this league and will likely land on his feet somewhere. Didn't work out, but he's the makeup that could work elsewhere with other teams. Incoming is Jordan Clarkson. He calls himself a bucket getter. He is a guy that will go out there and try to put up eight points, five minutes. He's been a starter. He's been a six man. He's been a main guy. He's been through a lot in his NBA career. Three teams, Lakers, Cavaliers, and now the Jazz. 
he may be getting the keys to that second unit, which needs a little bit of boosting. This is a good response from the Jazz's front office to recognize real problems and try to fix them. Clarkson can be that flash. He's been playing great ball as of late. 33 points in a season high against Memphis. He scored 40 last year against the Nets. When he's on a good team, too, two years ago when he's playing with LeBron in the postseason, maybe not his high spot was the playoffs. He got out of the rotation. But during the regular slate, he had his best time. He shot 40% from three. He's shooting 37% from three now. In a moment of growth, he had a shoot-around discussion with the Cavaliers media the day he was traded where he's talking about understanding some of the numbers that coaches use. Beeline apparently is a big fan of the total passes statistic. And something we've been discussing here on Round Ball Roundup is total passes. The Jazz being willing to overpass rather than underpass to try and get that offense humming. That's been the struggle with the second unit is how are they going to share the ball enough to play within Quinn Snyder's system, which requires a lot of that connectivity. Clarkson appears to understand that, and it could go a long way to him having a successful stint here. Just breaking all that stuff down, you know, Coach Big at numbers and stuff. Um, so seeing that as well has been a, a big thing for me too. Uh, I really never looked at numbers like that in terms of like passing, like the offensive efficiency ratings and stuff like that. I never looked at them until, you know, this year. You know, he's really been big on that. Uh, I think it's helped me a lot too with the game. Are there numbers that you have found in working with Coach B that, that you value more now than you have Uh, Yeah, especially like just passes. Like, uh, total passes? Total passes. I know it sounds crazy, but you know when you're making the right passes, it helps the game a lot. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of flow to it. Um, you're not missing guys when they open. People, you know, just got a better vibe and a better feel. So um, it's, definitely, it's definitely good. Listen to that growth. I don't see it as a one-year rental. He has one year left on his contract. He's on an expiring deal. This is a low-risk move that can provide a big punch for that bench unit. This also is a good move when it comes to a guy like George Niang, who could probably get more minutes out on the floor without the logjam of having Jeff Green out there. Another opportunity could be seen by the guys who are up and down with the G League the young rookies that they selected in the second round. Joel Brantley has the specs of a guy that you like in this type of league. And same goes for Mia Ioni, who is amazingly athletic coming out of Yale. Clarkson's going to be a good personality, a grade-A teammate. Everybody from Cleveland, I was reading the Cleveland.com story on his trade. Everybody from Cleveland's going to be missing him. He is an interesting personality, and he's definitely going to bump up the Q rating because he's a fashion guy. Listen to him talking about his fashion choices on road tripping with Channing Fry. These brands, I don't know, they have, like, clothing gods, and they just kind of, like, you know, they kind of just touch me in my sleep and be like, wear this. And I wake up and I'll be like, oh, for sure gonna wear this. For sure. <laughs> for sure gonna wear this. So when the clothing guys come speak to me, I decide to bless the world. He's a cool cat. He has a tattoo with Nick Swaggy P. Young. Loves to paintball. Clarkson's going to be a fun interview when it comes to us here in the jazz media. It's also a bright spot that he's played in the finals. While he didn't play great in the postseason, his numbers dipped down to 23.9% from three, about 30% from the field when it came to the playoffs. That adversity and him being able to respond and continue and still play well after the years of LeBron 
and seeing that team get blown up by that one decision, he now has an opportunity to be on a team that has big aspirations and he can show exactly what he can do in this league. He's going to bring that workmanlike mentality. The other opportunity in Vegas at the G League Showcase allows Rajon Tucker to be signed by the Jazz. He's out of the University of Arkansas Little Rock. He was mentioned in John Hollinger's piece coming out of the Showcase on The Athletic. A guy who is drawing interest from many NBA teams, the Jazz are the one to get him. He dropped 34 against the Salt Lake City Stars. Another bucket getter in a combo type of player who could play the point, play a little bit of wing. He shot 38.6% from three. And according to Hollinger, he showed playmaking ability despite not having the handles of a regular point guard. You saw the clip online of him showing the athleticism of being in a dunk contest against Donovan Mitchell. I'm sure that will be brought up with Donovan once we have an opportunity to speak to him. Tucker impressed with Wisconsin down at the G League level. If it's about winning at the margins, these might be two moves that help stabilize an otherwise unstable bench unit. Tucker's path is something that might be the same for other college players thinking about coming out to the NBA. He was previously committed this year to play for Memphis and Penny Hardaway, but he chose to go to the G League, play in Summer League, take the road less traveled. He might not have put great tape out there to be a draft pick, be selected in the draft come 2019, but when it comes to getting an opportunity to audition for the Heat, which he did according to the Miami Herald, an opportunity to show his skills in Las Vegas, this is a path that many college players are taking, and it's been to the detriment of college basketball, which I am a fan of, but it allows NBA teams to take flyers on guys and try to move them up the ranks in a roundabout way. Tucker's path may be unique, but it might not be in the coming years as more players are willing to play at the minor leagues before making the jump to the top level. Jazz lose in Miami, 107-104. Winning streak snap, and the same can be said for the Portland Trailblazers. Utah did see Joe Ingles pop off for 27 points. He hit from three, seven three-pointers made. Four rebounds, two assists. Depoy showed out with 18 points, 19 rebounds, and five blocks. Donovan again playmaking with 13 points and 7 assists. Utah just needs a little bit more, and this was one of those games that I said would be a tough one over this next two-week stretch. It was OKC in Miami, and it bore out. Clippers on Saturday against a very good L.A. squad. In between, they need to take care of Portland at home. That Trailblazers team, they just lost to the Pelicans. A really bad run. New Orleans had lost 14 of the last 15 ball games. Thank you for listening to us during the holidays on this special edition of Round Ball Roundup. We keep you up to date on all the acquisitions and transactions in the NBA concerning the Utah Jazz. Make sure to let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Five stars and nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. We'll be back on Friday after the game against the Blazers. I'm J.P. Chunga. Until next time, bye for now.